This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast 2021 Tournament. We've assembled eight members of the BTP Patreon team to battle it out and find out who will win the prestigious Platinum Splinter, proving once and for all that you are not an ordinary benchwarmer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Matt, and today's game will be the last game in round one of the 2021 BTP tournament. This match will feature guests Josh North and Michael Corey. Welcome back to the bench, gentlemen. Josh, let's start off with you. Remind us of uh, who you are, where you're from, and what teams you follow, please, sir. Yeah, I won't take a lot of time. Uh, I've been on here a couple of times, so I think most people know a little who I am. My name's Josh North. I do accounting work uh, in the Seattle area, and I'm mostly a fan of all the Seattle teams, Seahawks, Mariners, Huskies. um, And then I like combat sports, too, as you'll maybe come to see. Nice. All right. And Michael, welcome to you. Please remind us of who you are, where you're from, and uh, what teams you cheer for. Hey, guys. um, Good to be back. My name is Michael. I'm a restaurateur in Buffalo, New York. Um, You know, big fan of the Bills, Sabres. And um, yeah, just happy to be back. I've been on a couple of times, uh, was carried in two wins by Marcus and Eric. So this is like when the uh, second receiver on a powerful offense gets a big contract and then proves that he wasn't really worth a big contract. But <laughs> look, looking to have some fun. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, thank you both guys for being here tonight. And also thank you for being uh, uh, patrons. Um, Josh, you are an assistant coach on our uh, Patreon team, and Michael, you're an equipment manager. So thanks, guys. Really appreciate that and supporting us financially and yada, yada, yada. All right, done with that plug. Uh, now we're going to go ahead and introduce everyone's favorite bench warmer. He'll be our bench warmer helper tonight. That is Mr. Scott. What's going yeah. on, Mr. Grimes? Are you getting ready for the big move? Is that public knowledge or are we not talking about that? No, no, 10 days. I've got 10 days left in the Northeast before my move to Los Angeles. So uh, I'm I'm sitting in an apartment full of boxes and suitcases and just everything that's packed right now. So that's a lot of fun. Um, Yeah, just been preparing for that. But I'm excited to be on here and not playing. I I love this format, uh, hoping that I can come in handy in the uh, the third period for these guys and I can provide some alley-oops for them. So let's uh, get it going question for you how does being in half of the summer being in the northeast and then the other half of the summer being in la affect the dynamics of your hot boy summer um so it's like right now it's a really it's like more of like a humid boy summer because mm. it's really humid here sure, when it's sure. hot where that the la heat is a little bit different i mean we were just looking at the the forecast for when we get there the week we get there and in some places it's going to be like 111 112 <laughs> But it honestly feels better there than it does if it's like 87 here because of the humidity. It's dry heat. Yeah, it's, it's, a, dry it's, heat. A, it's a humid yeah. boy summer right now, and it's going to turn into a hot man summer. So that's, that's where we're at. <laughs> a sweat summer versus a cutoff summer. Is that the deal? Exactly. Yeah, like I, I got rid of all my sweatpants. <laughs> all right, cool. All right, well, so uh, let's get to the going here. The, as you guys know, the tournament uh, has a very different format than we normally use. I'm sure everyone has heard these, uh, these rules already, but let's over, kick it over to Dan for the rules for this game. Each BTP tournament game will feature 15 questions. 
five in the wheelhouse of each player, and five general knowledge sports trivia questions. Each question will be worth 10 points with two exceptions. If a player gets a question correct in the other player's wheelhouse, they will receive 15 points. And in the last set of five questions, a bench warmer will be available as a one-time helper for each player. If the player uses that helper and they get the question correct, the player will receive only five points. In the case of a tie, at the end of the game, the players will answer a sports math question to decide the match. All right, let's get this game underway. Thanks, Dan. It's now time for the first set of the wheelhouse questions, and we'll start with Mr. Josh North. Here we go. Question number one. What Carolina Panther chose to focus on football after playing rookie ball in the Red Sox organization and going 0 for 39 with 37 strikeouts? Luckily, they did not take away his Paul Horning Award, which is the award given to the most versatile player in college after he excelled on both sides of the ball. I mean, I'll check in with a bad guess. <laughs> All right. Josh checked in. Mike, if you want to talk to yourself, feel free, bud. Yeah, I'll talk to myself. Um, I, I've got pretty much nothing on this. The only thing I can think of with the Panther that played more than one position. Well, I mean, I, I guess he was what a safety in college and a linebacker in the NFL, or vice versa, is uh, Thomas Davis. So I'll just say him. All right. And Josh, what did you check in with? Uh, although I don't know, I don't think this guy played baseball. Uh, the only thing I can think of that might have fit my wheelhouse category is I went with Shaq Thompson. And the answer is Shaq Thompson. Uh, yeah, Shaq uh, was the All-Pac-10, I'm sorry, All-Pac-12, first-team All-American, and won the Paul Horning Award in 2014. I, I had zero clue he played any sort of baseball, so yeah. <laughs> that threw me off a little bit. Well, it sounds like he probably shouldn't have. Over 39, <laughs> 37 strikeouts. That's, that's like you could just close your eyes and swing and make contact, and he didn't do that. Like an all that was actually with the Red Sox. Like he actually got called. No, out. the Red Sox rookie team. That's even yeah. worse. Yeah, that was sing- yeah, less tough. less than single. Eye. That's like Eric Walling pitching to you. Love you, Walling. <laughs> all right, so Josh getting that answer correctly to get ten points, and uh, we'll move on to question number two. At the time the Mariners acquired Randy Johnson, the trade was not well received by the Mariners' players or the fans. What popular all-star pitcher did they trade away in order to acquire a package that included the big unit? I'm not going to get there. I'm gonna, I'll just check in. All right. Josh checked in. Mike, I guess you can talk to yourself again. I'm also not going to get there. Um, I don't know who was an all-star pitcher back then. Somebody from, was that, late 80s, early 90s. Oh, boy. Do the Braves have their guys yet? I'll, go, I'll just throw Glavin in there. All right, Tom Glavin and uh, Josh, what'd you check in with? I, all I knew is Randy came from the Expos, and I couldn't think of anybody that oh, right. we traded to him. So I just picked an old Expo that never even played for the Mariners. And I just said Bartolo Colon. All right, nobody getting points here. The answer is Mark Langston. So Langston had been with the Mariners since 1984. Uh, he was traded, I think, before the 89 season, if I recall correctly, in my Wikipedia-ing. He pitched 15 years in the majors, going to uh, 
All-Star Games four times, winning seven gold gloves and combining for a no-hitter in 1990 with the Angels. He only spent that one season, the 1989 season, with the Expos. So even if you had stuck on trying to think of an Expo pitcher, he was only there for that one season. And then he's played nine seasons, I think, for the Angels and something like that. Out of 90, that's before 1995, Matt. Oh, well, you know what? (laughs) Tough. You should have did the Randy Johnson to the Astros trade. That's there a you little go. bit easier. That's yeah. in the wheelhouse. All right, so I was off by a couple of years there. My apologies. All right, we'll move on to question number three. In 2000, what two quarterbacks became the first set of brothers in NFL history to both start a game at quarterback in the same weekend? One started for the Dolphins and the other started for the Seahawks. Both um, have gone on to a successful behind-the-mic career. Check in. All right, Josh checked in. Mike, sounds like he knows this one. Yeah, I think he does. Um, is this the Hasselbacks? Was Tim Hasselback and the Dolphins? Tim is obviously behind the mic now. Um, 2000 Dolphins, man. Marino would have still been there, right? Who's after Marino? Greasy? I guess I'm just going to go with the uh, the Hasselbacks, Matt and Tim. All right. And Josh? Yeah, I thought about the Hasselbacks, and I'm kind of nervous it might be them, but I didn't think Matt Hasselbeck got to the Seahawks until like 2001 or two. So I went with Brock and Damon Heward. I'm not sure that Damon Heward is, does any announcing stuff, so yeah. I'm a little worried about it. One person getting points there. The answer is Damon and Brock Heward. Nice. Uh, Both uh, UW grads, right, Josh? Uh, Yeah. Yep. So, all right. Yeah, that uh, 2000 called Dolphins quarterback situation was kind (laughs) of, wasn't that, was that, was that Marino's last season? Yeah. I think so. I think so. so. Yeah. That that was a good question, though, because it could have been either set of those. That, it's a pretty much a 50-50 shot between the, the Hasselbacks and the Hewards, if you know them, because Hasselbeck and Heward were there right around the same time. So, Yeah. Yeah, that is a good one. All right, question number four. Who is the only person to win manager of the year three times with two different teams and yet not win a World Series with either of those teams, yet did win a World Series as a manager, of a team where he did not win manager of the year. <laughs> I'll check in. Josh checked in. Mike, you can go ahead and talk it out. Yeah, I was just about to check in. Um, I mean, sticking with the Seattle theme, I mean, you know, great manager I could think of would be like a, would be Lupinella. So I'm just going to check in with Lupinella. And Josh? Uh, yeah, I checked in with the same. I don't know if all those facts are, are true, but I know he coached a few places and had success in a few spots. So that's why I went with Sweet Lou also. All right. Both guys getting points here. The answer is Sweet Lou Pinella. Yep. He won two manager of the year awards with the uh, with Seattle in 95 and 2001. Then he won with the Cubs in 2008. And then he won a World Series in 1990 with Scott? The Reds. The Reds. That's right. So, yeah, that's guy, you know, I always look at, uh, I love once in a while just pulling up Dusty Baker's Wikipedia just to like <laughs> awe in the the baseball life that he's had. Lou Pinella is not that much different. He won a 
He's won a bunch of stuff and played been in baseball for a long time. Oh yeah. That's pretty crazy. And and his tirades are fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he up there on the list of uh managers getting kicked out too? He's oh, like I'm sure top he is. Five yeah. Or, like uh yeah. All right, question number five. What all-time leader in triple doubles off the bench with three, all for the Pacers, has had a bit of a cult following appearing on Married with Children, three episodes of Parks and Rec, and had his uniform prominently displayed on an episode of Frasier? Checked in. All right, Josh has checked in. I guess Mike, (laughs) another one. (laughs) Ooh, Frasier. So this in the 90s. Uh, I assume he was on the Sonics then if Frazier had him on the wall. Doubles off the bench with three, all for the Pacers. Uh, I mean, when I think like off the bench, like six-man guy uh, with the Pacers, I think that was Shrimp or Shrimp, so I'm going to go with him. And Josh? Uh, yeah, I went with the same. Detlef Shrimp. That's what I checked in with. Both guys getting the points here. The answer is Detlef Shrimp. I did I not know. know he was on the Pacers. Yeah, I think he right before the Sonics, he was on the Pacers. I just like that the uh, led the league and uh, or all time leader in triple doubles uh, off the bench. Off the bench. Off the bench. <laughs> triple double off the bench. I hey, he was that's, sixth man of the year. I'm guessing yeah, that's, he had that's a couple of wild. Years. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty crazy. You, like messed, somebody would have around. had to have gotten like injured in the first quarter, right? I mean, you need a, yeah, you need a game to put up a triple double. You would think so. Yeah. Okay. So, scoring update here going into the second period. Uh, Josh rattled off uh, four correct for 40 points. And Michael got two correct and 15 each in the other person's wheelhouse gives him 30 points. So, 30 to 40, Josh in the lead. Just want to point out, I got all four that were actually in my wheelhouse. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) Whatever. Would you, would, would you have gotten it if it was like the Randy Johnson to the Astros trade when they got uh, back uh, Carlos Guillen and maybe a bunch yeah. of other guys that played? But it's fine. I I should have got Mark Langston. I didn't even think about him. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think it. I think of him on the Angels and not the Expos. So I'd... well, he was on the Mariners since '84. So I know that's in your wheelhouse. So I don't know why you didn't get that. That's right yeah. there. <laughs> So, uh, so just so you guys are aware, you know, in case you hadn't figured it out, right? The uh, wheelhouse ones that we did for Josh there were the uh, Mariners from that time frame. Evidently, I went out of the time frame though, whatever. And then also the uh, University of Washington um, sports. Detlef Shrimp, a graduate of the University of Washington. Oh. So, we'll move on to Michael's wheelhouse questions here. And we'll start off with question number one. What running back holds the record for most career rushing yards in the Super Bowl with 354? Uh, I'll check in. Josh, check in there. Go ahead and talk it up, Michael. He's beating me to the check-in. I, I hate talking to myself. Um, <laughs> I'm going to – so, obviously, this wasn't one game. So, who's had a few shots at it? Um, Roger Craig. Uh well, Davis is two, probably. That'd be two huge games. Oh, uh, or is it Thurman? I'm going to go with uh, – he had a huge one in Super Bowl 25. I think he had like 100 – somewhere between 130, 150 yards maybe. And then you need 200 yards over three more Super Bowl losses. I'm going to go with Thurman Thomas. And Josh? 
Uh, yeah, um, I was thinking maybe Emmett Smith. They were in a few. Uh, I ended up going thinking of how Michael's from the Buffalo area and they were in four straight Super Bowls. I also went with Thurman Thomas. Yeah, I forgot I was from the Buffalo area for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Started on the West Coast. And uh, neither one of you getting points. Uh-huh. The answer is Franco Harris. Uh, I thought about that, but then I was like, oh, he's splitting time with uh, yeah. Blair, right? Yeah, with Rocky Blair. Yeah, it's a numbers game there with Franco, right? Four Super Bowls. I guess Thurman Thomas is probably the only other one that can kind of come close to that. But yeah, so I think you guys, I when uh, when I first, because uh, David Lux helped me out with some of these questions. So um, when he first brought this one up, I was thinking, oh, that's got to be Emmett Smith, right? He had a couple of monster games, but nope, I was wrong. So, all right. So no one getting points on that one. And we'll move on to question number two. Johnny Weissmuller famous for playing Tarzan in 12 movies, won five gold medals in what Olympic sport? There's, I'm sorry, there's 12 Tarzan movies? Uh, evidently. Probably all made for TV. Crap. It's gotta be. Yeah, I seen them. <laughs> I'm going to check in. All right. <laughs> Michael's checked in. Josh, go ahead and chat it out. Uh, I have nothing. Um, I think I've seen this name before. Maybe German. Um, but that doesn't help me very much. I'm thinking either like speed skating or skiing, and I think I might just go downhill skiing. All right, so I'll Mike, check in with that, Michael. What did you check in with? Uh, I'm total guess. Uh, I just figure if he's Tarzan, he's probably shirtless and jacked. And 12 medals, you need like a sport with an opportunity for a lot of medals. So I went with swimming. Yep, and uh, Michael's getting the points there. The answer is swimming. Although Johnny was born in what was then Austria-Hungary, he would represent the United States in the 1924 uh, uh, Olympics, winning three gold medals, and 1928 winning two medals, gold medals. And yeah, so he was later on, he was uh, always jumping out of the tree into the water, you know, with his felt body. You can always, you could tell he was a swimmer. So, you know, it was back in the day when having like a, half-naked guy on tv was like you know scandalous or you know in the movies or whatever so yeah once you said that swimming it popped in but were they yeah, even the, making movies in 1924 and 1928 no this was he did those were movies in the, in the 30s and 40s so yeah yeah the first time when i when we were going through this david when he's helping me out i said well to win five gold medals like the only sport where you can probably win five is you know, not only but you know the few that you can Swimming's got to be the most likely one. So yeah, if I would have even paid attention to the question like that, I <laughs> probably should have gotten there. <laughs> All right. Well, here we'll go on to question number three. What two kickers hold the record for the most career field goals made in the Super Bowl with seven? Uh, I'll check in with probably a wrong wrong answer. All right, Josh checked in. Michael, you can go ahead and talk it out. All right, well, uh, I'm guessing Vinatieri is one of them. And who would have opportunities for seven? Maybe somebody who changed teams or I, I don't know who was kicking in the 70s. Yeah, I'm blanking on the second guy to even a viable uh, option. So I'm going to say Jason Elam. Okay. And uh, Josh? Uh, yeah, I just was thinking opportunity. So I went with the 
the team that's been in pretty much every Super Bowl since I've been of legal drinking age, and they went with the two Patriots <laughs> kickers of oh. uh, Vinatieri and Goskowski. So I checked yeah. them. All right, one person getting points there. The answer is Adam Vinatieri. Vinatieri. Oh, easy for you to say. Uh, Vinatieri and Steven Goskowski. Uh, Vinatieri played in five games and got Goskowski in six. So again, a numbers game there, right? Uh, we'll move on to question number four. In 1968, Hans Gunnar Lillenwall, and I'll put this in the chat here, <laughs> Hans Gunnar Lillenwall won a bronze Olympics. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> won a bronze medal in the modern pentathlon, but then became the first athlete disqualified for drug use, forcing the whole team to lose their medals. What drug was Lillenwall caught using? All right, I'll check in. All right, Michael's checked in. Josh, you can talk it out. Oh, wow. So I'm trying to, to decide if I want to go with like a steroid drug or um, a recreational drug. And I'm not sure which way to go here. I'm just going to lock or check in with uh, LSD. And Michael? Um, I also thought about LSD, but I don't know if that... Because, I mean, yeah, the 60s, you think LSD and you think weed, right? So I, I, I said the other one. I went with weed for recreational stuff in the 60s. All right. Neither one of you getting points. The answer is alcohol. Oh. Huh. Wow. <laughs> Tried to give you a little hint there by grabbing my beer and taking a little drink while I was doing it. But <laughs> the problem is you do that so often. I know, right? That was the first time of the game, though, I did. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, even though alcohol was not specifically on the list of banned substance, he was still disqualified. Uh, because he had, quote-unquote, two beers to calm his nerves before the pistol shooting event. So, oh, so it's because <laughs> he drank right before the event? Yeah, yep. And, uh, um, yeah, so the the in the rules, the thing that was considered to be illegal was, um, like, ethanol or ethyl alcohol or something like that. But alcohol itself or beer wasn't considered to be illegal, so there was a whole big hullabaloo yeah. about it. But, you know... At the end of the day, it's the modern pentathlon with a bunch of Swedes. Nobody really cares that much, right? So, well, I mean, I get so. it that they don't want you drinking directly before you go out there and compete. Yeah, he was nervous. He's <laughs> well, nervous, especially with, maybe. Especially with a gun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on to question number five. Pretty easy one. Who was the first left-handed quarterback to win a Super Bowl? Should really know this offhand. When you say it's easy, you just make it so much worse. No, easy in that it's only like one quick sentence. I don't have to say <laughs> oh. when this oh, easy situation happened and then this other situation happened, but then this <laughs> other situation involved the other situation. And at least there aren't as many options as, you know, what drug that, that exactly. You know, yeah. There's not that many <laughs> left-handed quarterbacks. All right. I'll check in. Michael's checked in. Josh, you can go ahead and chat it out. I don't want to. Uh... <laughs> I, I'm just trying to, to close my eyes and trying to picture all these quarterbacks, all the videos I've seen of them, seeing if any of them are left-handed, and I can't think of a single one. So I think I'm just going to check in so I'm not sitting here killing myself forever with Steve Young just because I know he's a left-handed quarterback that won a Super Bowl. And Michael? 
Yeah, I did the same thing. I was like, let's not overcomplicate this. Steve Young's a lefty. That's good enough for me. I was trying to think of whether Jeff Hostetler was a lefty. And I'm like, I, I have no idea. But I definitely know that Steve Young is one. So let's go with him. Well, uh, Steve Young was the second left-handed quarterback to win the Super Bowl. I guess, uh, you know, uh, when when you say the win a Super Bowl, you know, I thought, well, the myriad of options of the people who could have been backup quarterbacks, you know, or third string quarterbacks, that kind of a deal. You know, what Steve Young wanted as a backup first, but then later in 94 actually wanted himself, you know. Um, but the first one was in the 1976 season, 1977 Super Bowl against the Minnesota Vikings. It was Ken Stabler. Snake. Yeah, mm. I would. I was thinking Raiders, but the only one I can come up with is Plunkett. And I'm like, he, he's not left-handed, and I couldn't get, I couldn't get to Stabler. And I, I was thinking Raiders, and couldn't get there. All right. Well, after the second period, there, uh, Michael got one in his wheelhouse area, and Josh got one in. Michael's wheelhouse area. So the scores are Michael with 40 and Josh with 55. So still anyone's game though. We'll move on to the third period, the uh, no wheelhouse questions. And this period reminder, this is where Scott as the bench warmer helper comes into play. So here's the deal guys. So if you decide you want to use Scott as the bench warmer helper, you just got to let us know if the other person hasn't checked in yet, then you can start typing to each other. If the other person has checked in, then you can talk it out with with him. Now, here's an odd circumstance that hasn't come up yet, but I would love for it to come up. If somebody wants, if both guys want to use Scott as the bench warmer helper, you're more than welcome to do that. And then you can all just talk it out. <laughs> I was actually <laughs> just going to ask about that, if we could do that in the same question. So the, it hasn't so the question yet. just becomes a wash pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Well, I mean, depending if you want to use his answer or not, I guess, right? So yeah. who knows? And then reminder that you will get uh, half points. So instead of getting 10 points for a correct answer, you only get five. Third period, question number one. On the top 10 list of most touchdowns by a quarterback-receiver tandem, what quarterback appears on the list twice? I'll check in. Next checked in. Josh, you can chat it out. Uh, so I'm thinking... Unless I'm totally off, there should only be one choice of this be Peyton Manning with Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. So I'm going to check in with Peyton Manning. And Michael? Yep, same thing. Uh, Peyton Manning, it's got to be Wayne and Harrison. Both teams getting points there. The answer is Peyton Manning. Tied for number seven with 76 touchdowns was Peyton and Reggie Wayne. And number one on the list with 114 is Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison. We'll move on to question number two. What two-digit number is the most commonly retired number by NBA teams? I'm going to check it. And Josh, you can go ahead and talk it out. Oh, this stinks. The, the obvious answer is 23, right? Because Jordan's retired by three. But I don't know of anyone before him that was... 23 and i thought i heard it might be larry bird's number which i believe is 33 unless i'm thinking of something totally different so i think i'm just going to check in with 33 and see what happens all right and michael what did you check in with i thought the exact same thing as josh but kind of the opposite i i know it's 33 is bird and kareem i think and probably somebody else but i know jordan's by retired by three different teams and hopefully there's one more. So I, I checked in with 23. 
Are neither people getting points? The answer is the number 32. Oh. 11 teams have the number 32 uh, retired, um, including uh, the Celtics for Mikhail, the 76ers with Dr. J, Lakers, Magic, Shaq with the Heat, Carl Malone, etc. The number 33 has eight teams that retired. Right? Yeah, Pippen. I would think I would, so. Grant Hill, yeah. but the number two behind 11 with number 32 with uh, 11. Yeah, Grant Hill. <laughs> Sorry, I just got that one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but the number two number with nine t- teams having it retired, I thought this was a shocker. The number 10. Really? Yeah. And to be honest with you, I looked at the list of the number 10s and um, I did not write a name down. That's how unimpressed I was with the I list. I'm trying to think of it right now. Like, maybe right? was Mitch Richmond a number 10? I don't know if he had his number retired. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Havlicek or someone, one of the Celtics oh, was yeah. a number 10, I think, or something. But yeah. Yeah, then, and also with 32, right? So I listed off all those names, Mikhail, Dr. J, et cetera. That was so one, two, three, four, five, six of them. The other five were people that I, like names I had heard, but i like, really? That person's retired? I was like, really? <laughs> okay, yeah, whatever. you have some teams that like retire numbers just because the guy played there for a long time. Yeah, he didn't even exactly. necessarily have to be prolific. Yeah. It can just be like, he played for us for 10 years, so we're going to retire his number. Well, the yeah. Timberwolves have Malik Seeley's number. I mean, well, he passed away, though, like too. That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, And then there's always the goofy numbers, like the number of, uh, like, a, a coach getting, um, yeah. you know, getting his number of wins number retired or something. So, all right, hold on a second. Double digits? One. What's sure. that? Yeah. That wouldn't be double digits. So, well, yeah, it exactly. depends on what team you're coaching. It's true. <laughs> true, true. Like, that, that's a pretty impressive feat. That's big. Yeah, exactly. It's a bobcat. <laughs> he had 95 wins in his five seasons here, so we're going to retire that number. <laughs> the bobcats. I would think uh, number 34 would be high up there too, because that's like all the centers, right? That's like Shaq Ooh. on the Lakers and Magic, Shaq again, yeah. Ewing, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon. So I, I would think that'd have to be up there. Does Shaq mm. have his, his number retired multiple times? Yes. Yeah, Heat and Lakers, and I don't know if the Magic have because they might still be bitter. Oh, I'm sure they are. Yeah. Yeah. Because how long was with the Magic? Four seasons? Like, f- yeah. Five, yeah. Yeah. He just did. All right. Now I want to know. And plus, contract. I want extra content for this episode. So let me go ahead and <laughs> go back into the Wikipedia page where I found this run to begin with. Scott, what would you have answered for that? Honestly, I probably would have went 34 is what I would have thought. But 33 would have been my second choice just because Scotty Pippen and Bird and yeah. some other guys. Okay, so I take it back. The number 10 does have some names here, so I apologize. So Jojo White, uh, Bob Love, uh, Dennis Rodman, Tim Hardaway by the Heat, uh, Bob Dandridge, yep, uh, Walt, Fla- Walt Fraser, you know, yeah, Maurice Cheeks, yeah, yeah, Nate McMillan, yep, Earl Monroe, yeah. I mean, there's some numbers there. It there's seemed like it was a more common 10. number back in the Is, day. Yeah. yeah. Rodman's retired by the Bulls? Pistons. Or the Pistons. Pistons. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because he didn't, what number did he wear with the Bulls? 99 oh, or something 90, like that. Yeah. 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 90? The 90, number, maybe. The number 23 here, these, these are all the number 23s here. Lou Hudson, Frank Ramsey, John Williamson, Michael Jordan's number, it says here that the only one that has Michael, oh, no, wait, I'm sorry, the Heat and the Bulls. That's right, yeah. Okay, and then Calvin Murphy with the Rockets. Yeah, so one, two, three, four, five, six. Anywhere yet. Yeah. So yeah, his will get retired by 13. I think 23 is probably going to pass 
that number because so many current players. Yeah, play. well, I mean, because Jordan has yeah. passed on that legacy, so you know. Yeah. Oh, Terry Porter is the guy I was thinking of earlier when I thought about uh, Timberwolves from the nineties. Oh yeah, I forgot he was there. Uh, so here, let me see. Thirty-three. So were you saying you said thirty-four, right, uh, Scott? I, I would think thirty-four would be. Uh, Paul Pierce, Austin yep. Carr, Hakeem Olajuwon, Mel Daniels, Shaq, and Charles Barkley. The only one, two, three, four, wow. five, six that have 34 that are retired. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Alonzo Mourning Oh, here are the other 33s. Um, Alvin Adams. Did I Did I say? I didn't even say Patrick Ewing. What an idiot. Nope, and Kareem oh, Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. What an idiot, too. Alonzo. Oh, this is 33. 33. I'm not yeah. 32. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. So 33, Patrick Ewing, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Alonzo Mourning, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, <laughs> uh, David Thompson, the Nuggets, uh, Scotty, Larry Bird. And then the other 32s were Fred Brown for the uh, Supersonics, Sean Elliott, Bill Walton, Billy Cunningham, uh, Bill Winters, or Brian Winters, excuse me, and Rip Hamilton. Rip got his number so, so So Rip Hamilton's number is retired by the Pistons, but Grant Hill's 33 is not. That's, I know. that's interesting. I'm not saying that life is fair, Scott. I'm, I'm, Look, you know. I love Rip Hamilton, and I, I get it. He brought, he helped them get a championship, and Grant Hill didn't. But come on. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to question number three. Since saves became an official stat in 1969, two pitchers have recorded both a 20-win season and a 50-save season. Name both pitchers, both because one is easy. I was going to say, I have one written down. Why can't it just be one? <laughs> I'm going to check in. Josh, uh, you can go ahead and talk it out, bud. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure John Smoltz is one of them. So I'm going to say him. I think there may be a pitcher, last name Hernandez, that went from starter to closer. So I'm just going to check in with Smoltz and Hernandez. And Michael? Uh, yeah, I also said Smoltz. And for the sake of just saving time, I thought uh, Oral Hershiser. Uh, was he closer at the end? Don't remember. But I'm going to go with uh, Hershiser. All right. Neither guy's getting points here. The answer is John Smoltz, which I thought was the tough one. Really? Uh, oh, that's and the easy one. <laughs> so I, no, I, when I first, uh, when David gave me this one, I got the first, uh, the tough one right off the bat. That's uh, Dennis Eckersley. Oh, that yeah. Uh, got, see, you, you, you know old timey baseball. Yes, I only exactly, know him. Yeah. I only know him as a closer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, he got uh, twenty wins with Boston in nineteen seventy eight. So. I, I, I yeah, I kept trying here. to think of guys that like did both more recently, and I was like, Derek Lowe was a closer and a starter, but yeah. twenty wins seemed a little high. And then like Ryan Dempster for the Cubs did both, yeah. but I was like, I don't think he ever won twenty games. Yeah, and now. You know, these days, from the last like ten years to going forward, I doubt that there's going to be. I mean, it used to be that a guy getting there was usually an, at least every league had two or three pitchers getting twenty wins. I don't think we're going to see it very often anymore. So, we, or fifty saves for that matter, because yeah, true. Bullpens are so much more important now that they're they're kind of splitting. Say, like you know, they won't run the same closer out there. In a f- whole series anymore. It's like, yep, you know, exactly. two or three yep. different guys. So they want to give a guy a day off or something like that. They're not going to run him out three days and get in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Eckersley had 20 wins as a starter with Boston in 1978 and 50 saves with the A's in 1992 as MVP season. Smoltz won 20 games with the Braves in 
oh, I wrote 29, 20, 16, I wrote 29.96, but I think that's 19.96, and saved 50 games with the Braves in 2002. So, yep. All right, so after the third question here, with two more left, Michael's got 50 points, and Josh has 65. And we'll move on to question number four, which might take a little explaining. So here we go. There are four players in the NFL who have won multiple Super Bowls with multiple teams, meaning they won more than one with two different teams. Name two of them. I can give you an example if you want me to try to, if this doesn't make sense to you guys. So like if the player won one with the Packers and three with the Steelers, that doesn't count. You would have to win if two they won two. four. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's that? Yeah, they have to win two with each of the teams. At least two with each. At team. least two with each team. Yeah. I think I'm gonna use Scott on this one. Oh boy, Ooh, I'm at a loss. All right, Josh is gonna use Scott on this one. So I guess you guys can start typing out there. Yeah, this is a stumper, man. Oh, this is a hell of a question. Yeah, it's, it's a good question, though. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a couple of guys in my head. I, I bet one of them is, but I don't know. I, I'm not going to get any closer, so I'm going to check in. I'll let you guys talk if you want. Okay. Scott and Eric, you guys can – or Scott and Josh, you guys can go ahead and talk it out. We wish we had Eric right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, somebody call well, Eric. I would have been checking a while. Ago, yeah, right? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so we're just thinking teams that even – you know, that won multiple yeah, in a it's time tough frame. to think of a combination. Out. Yeah. So, like, immediately, like Josh was saying, Niners and Cowboys in the late 80s into the 90s exactly. makes a lot of sense. Exactly. And I, they definitely shared some players, for sure. Yeah. Like, and they were thinking maybe 07-11 Giants with the, the Patriots. Yeah, and, then, and the, the Steelers have two around that time. Yep, I was thinking those same combos. And then, I mean, I feel like there's a guy that was on the Dolphins and the Steelers in the 70s. I, I feel like I remember it from a game yeah. like early on, but there's no way I'd ever be able to remember I, the, the name. Um, I don't think I'd ever get there either. Yeah, I got and nothing then, on player movement from the 70s, 60s right? and 70s. And then it's like, what else do we have for teams with multiple wins? I mean, I guess the Redskins, right? Or I'm sorry, the Washington football team. Like they had two and a kind of – three span well yeah but i mean two of them specifically were really close and then yeah i don't know vinatieri yeah. i think he only won one with the colts he right. had multiple with the pats yeah brought him up but because i think peyton only won one both stops right correct yeah he only has two total and i was thinking like is this going to be like a backup quarterback so the one i'm pretty confident on is charles haley yeah, I think I remember that also from a, a previous game. And obviously he played for both of those teams. So you like, think you think Larry Allen played for I know he was on oh. both teams. I just don't know when he got to the Cowboys. Like I, I think he might have gotten there after they won. Uh well he was on those Super Bowl teams. Was he? Okay. I'm pretty he was sure. on the Niners before the Cowboys, so he could have Was he? Yeah, he could have been on the Niners, like, the last Montana one, I suppose. Yeah, and but then, that doesn't give us two. And then may, I'm saying maybe the Stevie. Ah, no, it, it, that wouldn't work, though. And then, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, because like, I don't, you know, wide receivers, running backs, 
I feel like those would come to us yeah. quicker. I feel like this, this is going to be O-line, D-line, defensive backs. The other one that came to mind for me was Russell Maryland, but I can't. He def- definitely won with the Cowboys. I can't definitively put him on the 49ers, but I thought I remembered seeing him in a 49er jersey. Could just be. Yeah, I don't know his career. Me making stuff up to try and get stuff right. Right. Yeah, I don't know his <laughs> career after. Oh, we also have the Packers as well, right? Yeah, that's true. Because they beat New England and they beat Denver. You have the Packers and the Broncos. Or Packers and Broncos, yeah. But again, even trying to think of players that they shared, it's like I don't know where to go with this. So, yeah, this. I mean, I, yeah, Charles I think, Haley for sure. I think I might go Haley and Allen just because we know they both played for both of those teams, and yeah, maybe they followed the each other around. Yeah, maybe they're besties. And <laughs> <laughs> all right, Matt, I'm going to check in with that Haley and, and Allen. And Michael, what did you check in with? Yeah, same line of thinking, uh, same combos of teams and same like positions I was looking for because like you said, like receivers and running backs would probably jump out and they just don't last that long. You need guys that have been around, kickers, uh, linemen, whatever. But I also said Charles Haley and I took a guy from the same like combo who I know switch sides, uh, Ken Norton, Ken Norton Jr. So I, 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 he might have only gotten one with one of those teams, but I don't know. I had nothing better. All right. Well, nobody getting points. The uh, answers are, and I'm going to go from the uh, uh, more obscure to the less obscure here. Number one, uh, you were right, Scott, with the Packers. The Packers didn't beat the Broncos in the Super Bowl. So, um, but they did beat uh, the Chiefs and the Raiders in Super Bowl one and two (laughs) with tight end Mark Marv Fleming who then went on sure. to play for Miami for two seasons and won two Super Bowls with him. Good old Marv. Uh, no, yep. shit. I remember that. <clears throat> Absolutely. Then uh, with quarter uh, in the quarterback position as a uh, backup on some and then as a starter on some, uh, with Baltimore in Super Bowl three and Super Bowl five and Miami with Super Bowl seven and Super Bowl eight, Earl Morrill. Then right. you guys are both right with Charles Haley with San Francisco – um, and Dallas, but neither one of you got the fourth one. The fourth one is with San Francisco and Denver, Bill Romanowski. Oh, wow. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So Ken Norton won, uh, won uh, three, two with Dallas said, yeah. and one with uh, San Francisco. Yeah. When you said Ken Norton, I was so scared. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was pretty sure that was wrong. I completely forgot about Romanowski. Especially yeah, like me too. Going to yeah. the Broncos late. Yeah. No, um, Ted Hendricks uh, did win with uh, uh, one with Baltimore and three with Oakland. Matt Millen won two with uh, the Raiders and then one with San Francisco and one with Washington. And then Adam Venetieri won three with New England and then one with New An- uh, Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. There, that's the total of the players who have won four Super Bowls. So there's a total of what? There eight, yeah. seven. Good, good question. It's, yeah, yeah, very good. Really good. I thought that one was kind of cool. So yeah. Okay, so score update here. The score hasn't changed going into the final question. So I don't uh, think uh, there's enough possibility there, Michael, for you to to pull this one out. 
actually it's you know there really isn't the possibility but anyway we'll move on to question <laughs> right, number five uh, you can uh yeah this one is one where you you i uh, had anticipated going into this game that i kept this one as the fifth one to see how many people would get frustrated that they didn't use that they used scott earlier in the fourth in the third period so here we go i'd like to use scott <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i'm going uh, what... to check in yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, you know question five what two women's basketball players have been selected for the u.s women's olympic team and will be trying to win their unprecedented fifth olympic gold medal at tokyo this year yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and use uh use my scott line <laughs> all right <laughs> you guys can type it out while uh josh yeah. contemplates his uh... uh i'll just check in so that they can talk there you go okay you guys can talk it out then all right so five olympics is uh what 16 years right, right? so we're Including gonna go this one right so, so who's... what 2020 2016 2012 2008 2004 yeah so that so makes me four. think sue bird i would make sense and I'm thinking Tarazi are the, are the so, two. I, I was going to say Diana Tarazi, yeah. Because that's um, right around the time she... Yeah, she's yeah, been she, around for forever. Yeah, she was already in the WNBA, and Sue Bird is still around, and she's, she was around longer. She's been around before she's Tarazi, like so... 40 or something, right? And Yeah, and she's still playing at a high level. Everyone else is, you know, either retired, you know, like your Lisa Leslie or... Leslie's Lobos. Yeah, or they haven't been around long enough, like a, you know, like a Maya Moore or a right. grinder they wouldn't right. have 15 right. years under the belt yeah. so i i like those two i mean both hey both yukon uh, grads I, I say check it in all right let's do it josh same same bird same and Tarazi. nice oh he said uh, that's paper says Haley bird i don't i don't know who that is pre and post game that doesn't exist charles Haley bird <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, both uh, teams are getting points there. Yep. The answer is Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi. Yay. Yay. Don't really have any uh, yeah. flavor text on that question there. So. Uh, they both played at UConn. They both oh. won championships under Gino Auriemma. That's what it was. Uh, so when David initially sent me this, he said, what two UConn grads? And I said, Scott is on this game. He's going to get that within like about an eighth of a second already. That'll just get him half of that time quicker so yeah, yeah you congrats i'm i'm decent at wnba and it's like yeah. the, the selection there i mean there's there's really no other choice in, well, unless they you know coax someone who isn't playing anymore to to come out of retirement sure that's our that's our only professional basketball team and yeah, there you they're go. probably the right. greatest team in the seattle area so I, ever so yeah, a lot of great players go through there <laughs> The game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. With uh, 55 points, respectable score, considering some of the other sports, scores we've had in this tournament so far, is uh, Michael Corey. Thank you, sir. And today's winner will be moving on to the next round with a score of 75 points is the uh, roommate of uh, Scott's uh, BFF, Josh <laughs> North. All right, so Josh, we're going to hear from you again in the future, so we don't need to hear to you right now. Michael, let's talk to you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, anything you want to say before we uh, kick it here? Yeah, it was a, it was a fun game. Um, I, I'm thrilled to come, come out of it with a respectable score and just not totally embarrass myself. 
<laughs> so uh, thank you guys. This is this is always a blast, and uh, you know, well done, Josh. You you earned that one, and uh, I'll I'll be rooting for you at the rest of the tournament because I don't know who anyone else is. <laughs> so you're my you're my favorite person left. Yeah. You're, you're default. All right, Josh. Let's Matt, see what do you got to say. Since I'm not allowed to talk, can I at least thank Michael for a great game? You certainly can. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, that's it. That's all I want to do. <laughs> you don't, don't want to thank all the help that uh, all the secret questions that I submitted to Marcus and he passed along to you, right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that Randy Johnson question came directly from Marcus. Uh, that's why I was out of the wheelhouse zone, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, right, yeah, Scott, that, that was you... fun. Thank you, guys. Yep, my pleasure. Our pleasure. Scott, anything you want to say, bud? Yeah, uh, the tournament's been a lot of fun so far. Uh, I'm excited to see how it is, you know, moving forward. Uh, what we learned from this for future tournaments is be very, very specific in your wheelhouses. <laughs> right. Um, the, the, if, if you're brought about Olympics, you get freaking swimmers and alcohol yeah. as a drug as your question. <laughs> so be very, very spe- future tournament players. Be very specific in your wheelhouses. Noted. I gave him 10 to 20 year windows. Right. Yeah, there you go, 10 to 20. <laughs> I just said yeah, a whole I sport. screwed that one up. No, An no, I, it's fine. Randy Johnson was on the 95 Mariners. So well, that, there you go. Yeah, that, that'll fit in. But all right, well, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. And we'll say, uh, you know, hey, thanks for listening. Um, and what, how, what do we say at the end? I don't even have it on my script here. Thanks for listening Seriously? to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench. Are you, you don't have that memorized by now? It's been so long what he said finish the damn sentence thank you for listening to the benchwarmers trivia podcast and until next time we'll keep the bench warm that ball hit high and deep stretch stretch get on back there they look up you can put it on the board yes yes into deep left center for mitchell and we'll see you tomorrow night That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP.